Hey friends, welcome to Thursday. Welcome to June. It's June 1st, and I hope that you're ready for summer. We are ready for summer at Emmanuel. We're looking forward to the next few months. We're already working way ahead, getting uh, budgets done, getting hiring done for the new school year, preparing buildings and all sorts of things. So it's a busy time, but it's a beautiful time. And I hope you enjoy the weather, enjoy the break, enjoy the downtime, enjoy catching your breath, make some memories this summer, restore, um, and uh, and stay faithful with the Lord and with all of his purposes and the good things he's doing in and around you. And uh, join me right now in Psalm 78. I think we're going to finish this psalm today. A lot of history here, but we, we see a pattern. Okay, what we see is the pattern of God's faithfulness and the unfaithfulness the propensity to unfaithfulness in his people. We see God relentlessly pursuing in redemptive love, even though his people continually spurn him, continually reject him, continually replace him with idols and wander astray uh, in self-destruction. We are prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it. Uh, Seal it for thy courts above. There's something uh, compelling us in this psalm to devote ourselves to God, to reject the propensity to slide away, to give up, to walk away, to quit, but to continue devoting to him in steadfast love, to learn to walk with him faithfully. That's the big takeaway from this psalm, to adhere ourselves to his word, to his presence, to his covenant love, to his laws to his directives, to his guidance in our lives, to follow him. And I'll I'll tell you, you never go wrong just in every decision of your life saying, Lord, what is your will? What is your plan? Uh, Can I do this in obedience to the Lord? What we've read is about the nation of Israel being led in redemption, in redemptive love by a creator God who loves them, but then continually wanting their own way. And so how do we break ourselves away from this? We die to ourselves, we surrender ourselves to him, we present our bodies, Romans 12, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, um, that we, 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 we lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us, and we seek to give ourselves wholly to the will of God. How do you know if you're repeating the pattern of ancient Israel? Well, when you're doing what you want to do, just out of your own self-will, and you're asking God to be your good luck charm to bless your plans. You've elevated the blessings of God to the place of idolatry. You've elevated success, money, pleasure, personal prosperity, personal ideals or dreams into this place of idolatry, and then you're simply saying, God, I want you to make this happen for me because these are the objects of my love. What God is calling for us We are the object of his love. And so in response, he says, I want to be the object of your love. Let my will, let my directives, let my following lead you forward. And this uh, really became a reality in the nation of Israel. It was always a a reality in the lives of individuals. There were always individuals who were faithful to God all through the period of the judges, all through the period of Joshua and the conquering of the land, um, all through early in 1 Samuel when the nation turned away from God. There were people like Elkanah and Hannah who were faithful to God. They're still coming to Shiloh to worship, even though 
uh, Eli's sons are committing fornication and they're robbing and they're perverting and uh, there's paganism infiltrating the entire system. They're still faithful people. What we're seeing is the apostasy of a nation, much like we're seeing in modern America. Nationalistically, you could say there was a time when as a nation, our policies, our leaders, our principles as a nation were built on the laws and the ways of God. That's really no more the case. Now our government is propagating and promoting anti-God things um, ex- ex- in the extreme. This was happening in ancient Israel, and God withdrew his blessing and withdrew his presence from Shiloh. But then another leader came, God's anointed, God's chosen, David. David was a man after God's own heart. He was a man who personally pursued God, but he led the nation back to worship God. And there was, <coughs> excuse me, there was a national revival of sorts. And, and, and David elevated the worship of God and got rid of pagan practices. And he set up, uh, by God's grace, the city of Jerusalem. And he purchased the threshing floor and established the new presence, the new tabernacle presence of God, which eventually became the temple and a place that God chose to manifest himself. And, and God said, this is the city where I will do the redeeming work of all of time. This is the place, and it will be of the lineage of David that I will provide my final and ultimate redemption. And so these are mighty and wonderful and amazing events we're reading about when we read that God chose David. Uh, Verse 70 is kind of where we pick up today, and I'm sorry for doing so much front work here, but um, it says he chose um, the tribe of Judah, which is the southern portion of the nation and Mount Zion which is Jerusalem which he loved verse 69 and he built his sanctuary in the high places so he up on the mountain he built his sanctuary his place his his presence like the earth which he has established forever he chose David also as his servant and took him from the sheepfolds this is amazing to me that God reached out to this young boy who was keeping sheep but loved him and would be faithful to him and elevated him into leadership and, and was the kind of leader that would manifest his heart before the people. Verse 71, from following the ewes, great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. So God elevated this leader as a shepherdly leader. He knew he would have a shepherdly heart. He said, this man cares for sheep well. He'll care for my people well. So I'm going to elevate him to the place of king. He will be a king after my heart. He'll lead the people to follow me. Verse 72, so he fed them according to the integrity of his heart. This is the the way David led now. After God's heart, with integrity, he fed the people of God. He shepherded. He didn't just rule, he shepherded them. As a king, he was a shepherd king, which is so cool. He fed them according to the integrity of his heart, and he guided them by the skillfulness of of his hands. So David was a leader who manifested the shepherdly love and care and heart of God. He led with integrity and he developed the skills that he needed as a leader and he guided God's people with the skillfulness of his hands. There's so many great challenges here, especially for every leader. But let me start with every believer, every follower of God. There's a there's a story here of God's faithfulness to you if and as you choose to be faithful to him, He will be glorified. You will be well led 
and those that you love and bless will be blessed even more because of your life of faithfulness to God. If we get away from God, if we dethrone God and we become idolatrous in our practices, in our heart, in our first loves, like the church at, oh, I forget, was it the church at Ephesus? Nevertheless, thou hast left thy first love, Revelation 3. If we get away from God, if we wander, uh, God's presence is, is uh, diminished in our lives, our experience of his blessing is diminished, but then it impacts those. It ripples out to those that we influence through our leadership, through our life. So every believer has a choice. Will I follow God devotedly? Will I be his? Absolutely. And then secondly, let me talk to you about your influence because on some level, every believer is a leader. You have influence over others. You care, you love, you bless, you influence. Your decisions, your lifestyle ripples out and it, it, it multiplies. If you're a parent, if you're a grandparent, if you're a leader at work, if you're a manager, if you're a director, if you're a CEO, if you are a pastor, all of these things speak to how we lead. And the simple question is, am I devoted to Jesus and am I manifesting his shepherdly care with integrity in the lives of others? And am I growing in guiding others through the skillfulness of my own life? Am I growing into the leader God wants me to become? Am I growing into the influencer that God has called me to be? Oh, my friend, the challenges are many. The applications are many. May we devote ourselves to the Lord and may we decide we will lead others, we will guide others, we will shepherd others with his heart. Uh, That's uh, my desire every day of my life. I want to grow in this. I want to be more skillful in this. I hope that's your prayer as well. Well, that's the end of Psalm 78. Many lessons from the story of the history of the nation of Israel. So we leave it off there today. Happy Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow.